0: Yo, peace family, it's your man, Mo Morris, the One Man Army, and welcome to Hood radio What's up, family, it's your man, Mo Morris, the One Man Army, what's up? It's your man, Mo Morris, the One Man Army, what's up? It's your man, Mo Morris, the One Man Army, what's up? Welcome to where we honoring our own dreams, radio. Welcome to where we're honoring our own dreams, radio. Welcome to where we honor our own dreams, radio. This hood radio family. And if you ask me how I do, I'ma tell you I'm winning just like you. And if you ask me how I do, I'ma tell you I'm winning just like you. When I ask you how you do, I'ma tell you. I'm winning just like you cuz we winning family. We winning family. We winning family. We winning family. You know. You know when um when, 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 when I share we win, you know I, I I be like I tell some brothers that, you know some brothers be like I don't know about that man. My life, nigga, I ain't winning nothing. <laughs> you know some people I say Hey, what's up with you, brother? Oh, man, I'm winning just like you. Hey, look at me like, nigga, who you talking to? <laughs> I'm talking about who you talking to. Ain't nothing about me winning over here, family. You got to be kidding me. Man, that's funny. <laughs> it's some brothers and sisters walking around out here, man, that ain't got an ounce of victory inside they mind when it come to their life. People have more belief in their athletic teams than they do for their own life. Ain't that crazy? It's people that, that believe in the Milwaukee Bucks more than they believe in their self and in their life. Tell me I'm lying. I wish I was, but you know I'm not. It is people. We just never thought about it like that. It is people. Imagine when Michael Jordan was playing, man. <laughs> It was brothers and sisters out here that believed in Michael Jordan more than they believed in themselves. It's people out here right now that believe in LeBron more than they believe in themselves. It's people out here right now. When Kobe was breathing, it's people out here that was believing in Kobe Bryant more than they was believing themselves. It's cats wishing Kobe would come into their life and help them get their life together. They look at all the Kobe videos and the black mamba and they, they hanging off every word because in their mind, Kobe can help them learn how to be a winner because they don't look at themselves as a winner. That's why they love Kobe so much. That's why they love Mike so much. That's why they love LeBron so much, because in them, they see a winner. But when they come to themselves, they don't see it like that. They don't see a winner. And we talking about themselves, y'all. They believe in a stranger more than they believe in ourselves. We all love Michael Jordan. Now you kidding me, Mike jo- Michael Jordan still got the number one Southern basketball shoe. Everybody love Mike, family. We love Mike. We believe in Mike. But we shouldn't be believing in Mike more than we believe in ourselves when it come to our lives. The reason we believe in Michael Jordan is because Michael Jordan put that work in. Michael Jordan got into the gym. Michael Jordan shot them shots. Michael Jordan got in the gym. Mike put that work in his life to the point where he put so much work in his life. He got you believing in him more than you believing in yourself. But the reason it's going down like that is because of the work Mike put in to himself to even inspire you. So we want to take something from LeBron. If we want to take something from Kobe, if you want to take something from LeBron, let's look at what all three of those gentlemen have in common. And it ain't just basketball, y'all. It ain't just basketball that Mike, Kobe, and LeBron got 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 uh, got got in common, family. That's a mean three three on three right there, right? Who beaten who beaten Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James in the three on three contest? <laughs> That's pretty serious. <laughs> Whoa. But what do all three of those men have in common, family? Let's look at them. They're champions, right? Uh, they're excellent basketball players. Um, they're different levels of leadership, right? Like, when it, if, it, if it came to leaders, I would say Kobe and Mike were more the same type of leader. You know, they was that crack, that whip leader. You know, LeBron, you know, LeBron would take everybody to the movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mike wouldn't speak to cats for a week. You understand what I'm saying? Kobe would stop talking to you if you weren't playing effectively enough. You understand me? LeBron taking everybody out to the movies. Then we're going to grab some pizza. Then we're going to go to this uh, this karaoke. You understand me? they different type of leaders. But let's look at how they apply themselves to their lives. They're focused. They're driven. They outwork everybody. Come on now. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James arguably the goats of their eras that's fair to say that's another thing they all have in common right they're the goats of their eras and look at all the they all have relentless work ethic these are things that we can take from these gentlemen yeah we can worship him and praise God and I gotta get his shoe and his jersey and I got his poster we can do all that we want family yes we can but at the same time let's learn from them Let's take some things from their tool belts and add them to our tool belts. There's nothing wrong from learning and seeing the example of being excellent. And, you know, brothers, we running around here talking about, you know, we ain't got no fathers in our lives, but we can most definitely look at men of success and apply what they apply to them lives for them to create that type of success. You can add the same ingredient to your life and gain that type of success. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what they call observation and application. You observe how the great ones do it, then you learn how they do it, you pay attention to how they do it, and then you apply that to your life and become a great one. You know, family, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta believe in ourselves more than we believe in strangers. We got to believe in ourselves more than we believe in strangers. Now, you can learn from everybody. That's what I was just talking about. You can learn from everybody. Let's learn from the great ones. And let's apply what they do to what we're doing, what we're looking to get done so we can have those great results. Right? Right? You know, if you work at something, over time, it eventually becomes natural. But you got to first put in that work. Everybody had everybody had to learn how to walk. And when you first started walking, we walk much better now than we did in those first steps. Don't we, man? Don't we? Don't we? We walk stronger now than when we first started walking and, and you had to keep walking and falling down and, you know, getting picked up and getting put back on your feet. And you wanted your mama to carry you. You would hold your arms up and see be like, no, nah, dog, you can walk. But then you was uncomfortable with walking, you know, you was glad you was standing up because you've been on all fours since you got here, so now you're standing up. But you know, man, hey, man, this walking, my leg's tired. Mama, pick me up. And Mama be like, no, dog, you can walk. See, we, you, you believe that naturally we know how to walk. But when we first started walking, it didn't seem natural, right? but let's talk about when we first start walking you know because it's it's all a process ain't it right you know i learned that i learned something and it's true it's true and they say it's two things on this planet that don't come with instructions and they valuable things y'all and that's money and children right neither one of them come with instructions money or children right so When you're looking at a child, man, you mean when your child, when your child is born, you have your child, you bring your child home from the hospital, you're nervous. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You got a life that you're responsible for. Dear Lord. I was just thinking about my brother train, my brother Anthony, my brother Anthony, man. I love my brother Anthony, man. I love my brother Anthony, man. He's like, and I try not to call my bros little brothers. You know, once, I mean, this man is a husband with with three kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I got grown man responsibilities and I'm calling him my little brother. Hey, man, my brother train, man. He's a man's man. Has three beautiful children. Three beautiful children. You know, he's a, he's a great brother, man. Good looking, strong. Anthony is one of the eye to eye toughest cats I know. That dude, I never seen him scared of nobody. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've never even seen him talk with, with fear or, uh, I've seen him upset, but I've never seen him, um, worried or concerned when it came to another individual. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, this dude is just a monster, right? You know, in life, we got to be tough, man. You know, my brother Anthony would be considered a pretty boy. He would. I mean, he good-looking, y'all. He got the curly hair, what they call good hair. That's my brother Anthony, right? Right? But that's the thing that I love about him, because you think he's so pretty, you think you can try him. (laughs) You know, like, uh, disregard him. He'll let you know right off top. Nah, bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about even, like, the resemblance of you trying to play him short. Nah, bro. And I love this about this dude. I'm talking about, I mean... He's gotten better at it as time goes on, but he, he's calmed it down. I mean, because my man was zero to 60 in 15 seconds, and I mean that. And I mean that. But I've seen him. I call him. Uh, I was teasing him just yesterday. I called him uh, Ponytail Anthony. Ponytail Anthony. Tshh. Ponytail Anthony. I'm talking about Pony. He was looking Spanish, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, that dude was wow, Right? And I was just telling her, I said, man, I've seen you grow. You understand me? I've seen him grow. i I seen him. I seen, he, I, there's no man on this planet that loves his family more than Anthony. I ain't just talking about his wife and his three kids. I'm talking about his mama, his auntie, his niece. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's a man's man. His presence is there. He's there, man. It's it's a beautiful thing to see, right? But then I, I remember when he met his wife. I remember when he met her, man, he loved her. <laughs> i mean my man loved his wife you know what i'm saying and i remember when he said he was gonna get engaged to her you know what i'm saying and and, and then they got married man and you know i mean before all that he they had little cam you know my nephew is um, born on valentine's day you understand what i'm saying they had cam and um i just seen my man grow then they had you know they had kobe you know, my brother was a serious uh, Kobe fan, man. I mean, my goodness. And I remember one—I remember one birthday. His birthday is the day before mine's. Um, his birthday is the day before mine's, and um, we went to the United Center to see the Bulls versus the Lakers. Man, he had a Kobe jersey on, and uh, I'll never forget this. We was walking in the, in in the, in the out in the, um, the stadium, and this this man. Came up to me, he asked and he said, i give you $200, $300 for your jersey. Dude was kind of drunk. And my brother said, no. Nah. <laughs> he said, "Nah, man. He was that much of a Kobe fan. $300 for a jersey on the spot. Psh, yeah, I ate. <laughs> I love you, Kobe, but praise God. We can get another one. But my, this is what I'm talking about my brother, man. He was just strong. And what he believed in, he believed in. I mean, this is the type of character this kid got, right? So I was on the phone with my brother yesterday, and he was talking about his, his kids' Columbia coats. and He had left them on the plane. He had went traveling. And um, he got home, made the phone calls. He said the, uh, the airline called him that morning and said they had their coats, and um, they were going to be mailing them out there, get them on Wednesday. And, and just the way he went through it and handled it, he was so serious about it. He was so serious about it. He was so detailed. He had to call this airport. The flight was going to Columbus, Ohio. He called Columbus, let him know the situation and the sister in Columbus called. I mean, he took care of it. Didn't get caught up in his emotions. Yeah, he was upset with himself, but he took care of it and got his coats back because he was focused. I don't know a ponytail Anthony doing that, but that brother has went through his stages in life. And he understands who and what he is. He understands how he's supposed to behave. He understands that he has a family coming up behind him. And he can't be Ponytail Anthony no more. Ponytail Anthony don't belong in that situation. Right? It's a progression. I've seen this young man grow. You know, when you think about life and and stages and, and, and progress, think about, like I was talking about, When you're about to learn how to walk before you learn how to walk, you, you, you realize that you must stand up first to walk. You know, you think about a baby, man, baby crying and crawling and crying and feed me now, 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 a child can't communicate with you. Right, so that's when a child cries. That's the way of communicating with you. I didn't I'm hungry. Somebody do something. Praise God. Right, but and, and there's no remember there's no manual to be for, for for raising a child. Right, but there's also no manual on the, the development of a child. Right, so no one can look at their baby and say, "Okay, now it's time to stand up. You got to start standing up." There's, there's nowhere there, not in the history of raising children has any parent known to tell their child, okay, this is now, hey, you, you, you such and such years old, months old, and it's time for you to stand up and start walking. That don't happen. There is no conversation with the baby to tell the baby now is the time to start standing up, right? A baby knows naturally that it's time to stand up. You know, Even a baby know. A baby don't need nobody to tell him. A baby don't need no instruction. A baby don't need no motivation. A baby even knows when it's time to stand up. Right? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Even a baby knows When it's time to stand up, even, I mean, I'm talking about naturally. Like I said, there's no, there's, there's no motivational speech. There's no, there's no timer. It's just a baby naturally doing what a baby is supposed to do when it's time, when the baby realizes. Now, understand the baby can't even talk. The baby can't even communicate. The great the baby still using the bathroom on itself. Right? But even the baby knows, I can't talk. I can't communicate. I use the bathroom on myself. Somebody got to clean me somebody got to burp me somebody got to lay me down and tuck me in the bed but even the baby they got to go through all that and get everything done for them you got to warm up the milk you gotta you gotta make sure the bottle clean you gotta make sure they you wash between their legs i mean you so they don't get no rash you know what i'm talking about i mean you really got to get into a baby to care for a baby to protect the baby right but even a baby knows when they're they, they supposed to stand up. Even a baby knows when they supposed to stand up. And this is naturally, I don't know, do their legs get stronger? No, we don't know. A baby just knows inside themselves they have the ability to stand up. So they're going to stand up. And the more and more they stand up and start moving around, the less and less they're going to crawl. Because when before they stand, they crawl. But once you start standing and walking, you don't want to crawl no more. Right. But crawling leads you to standing. Right. Because if there's no crawl, the legs not getting built up. The arms not getting built up. Your balance is not getting built up if there's no crawling. But even when you crawl for all that time, and then you see the baby, the baby used to fall on their face with the crawling, remember? But then they understand they got to get on their fours, and next thing you know, they be skipping around the crib on all fours. And then next thing you know, that baby stands up. You remember the shock when you first see your baby standing? Like, oh my God, the baby's standing up. Then when your baby standing up, what's going to be the next stage, y'all? That baby going to get ready to start taking their first steps and learning how to walk. Right? Because that's the progression. That's the stages. Brothers and sisters, life is about stages. Life is about taking things one step at a time. As much as we want our babies to walk, we can't make our babies walk. <clears throat> as much as we want our babies to stand up, we can't make our babies stand up. You Maybe you ever tried to stand a baby up and their legs weren't strong enough yet. They didn't believe in themselves and they go straight back to their knees so they can get, up, get that crawl on. Because they not ready to stand up yet, that's why they gonna stay on that crawl level. Because they not they haven't made up in themselves. It hasn't clicked inside themselves that they can stand up. And then it hasn't clicked that once they stand up that they, they can walk. But once they start standing up on the regular, and once they start getting they balance and they rhythm and walking, they don't want to crawl no more. You don't see nobody walking around here talking about, "Boy, I wish I can go back to crawling." Because you move better when you move with progression. When you move up and you meet your stages and you climb up your stages in life, you feel better. Naturally, because you are on the process. You are in those stages. You're pushing yourself to be more. Hey, man, let me say this. I could have chosen to stay right there on 88th and Laughlin in Ducktown on the south side of Chicago. Hey, man, I could have st- decided to stay at 1642 West 82nd Street, the neighborhood I grew up in, and could have been one of the top 10 game bangers on the south side of Chicago if I chose to do that. Period. Period. I could have easily said, well, you know, the natural stages for me. You know, I'm growing up in a single parent home. You know, I'm a young black man out here in these streets. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I'm doing gang shakes every day. You know, these homies, you know, these are my homies and stuff like that. But, man, I made some choices, man. I was playing baseball. You know, my mama had me active. I was playing baseball while the homies was running around gang banging. I come back to baseball practice. All type of stuff didn't happen. The world had changed. I'm talking about damn near every day. The world was changing out in the street. So while I was learning organization and being in peace and learning how to compete and learn how to operate and communicate with others, my homies was in the street, gang banging, being violent, drinking, running around, fighting. So they was progressing in another way. They were getting better at gang banging and I was getting better at athletics because I loved athletics way long before I loved the street. I had paid attention to sports way longer than I was paying attention to the street because I wasn't outside. My mama didn't let me go outside, homie, till I was like 11 years old. I ain't proud to say it. It's the truth. It was a Sunday morning. And I let go on my mother. I was like, yo, I got to go outside. You know, enough of the Atari 2600 because I knew I was behind. I knew I, hey, I wasn't along with the the progression. I'm mean, here talking to you about progression. Homie, I would be in school. The, the homies would be talking about what was going on in the neighborhood. It's like they were speaking Chinese to me. And I had to get up on it because I was getting left behind on that side of the game. And I wasn't going. See, just like a baby needs balance, we all balance to walk. We all need balance in life. You got to have balance. I'm protected and I'm safe This is me This is what's going on to me Just like a baby knows naturally they need to stand up I knew growing up in that neighborhood with them homies I had to get some game to me I knew that It didn't feel right being around the homies And I ain't talking about they was talking about porn And selling weed nickel bags And no, they were just talking about neighborhood stuff. Man, they was talking about hip-hop. Man, they was talking about dance moves. They was talking about these, they was talking about music. Man, I wasn't listening to no rap music in my house. You know, man, we had the the Pointer Sisters on there. You know, the The Christian um, sister group was singing, you know, all, and all in the crib. You know, you are the sunshine of my life. You know, <laughs> that's what was going on in my crib. You know what I'm saying? It's some Rick James and some Commodores. I ain't know nothing about no Eric B and Rakim, and I said it once before. I said it again. I thought Eric B was the rapper, because <laughs> that's what everybody was talking about, man. Eric B, Eric B, Eric B. They weren't really talking about Rakim. They would say like Rakim, you know, but Eric B was the name. I thought Eric B was the rapper, and Eric B was the producer. Rakim was the god. So I was like, man, I was behind. I had to get out there and I had to get, I had to get in. Cause if I'm growing up in the inner city, I got to get that inner city game. I, t- I explained it to my mom. I said, look, I said, I, I said, I live out here with these cats. I go to school with them. I need to learn this thing. I need to understand what's going on out here. This is me telling my mom, I'm 11 years old and I'm telling her like, look, B, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to get this thing together. I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade family and I was trying to convince my mama that this is my mother was scared to death to let me outside. But she had to let me outside. She had to let me outside. I was in seventh grade family. I wasn't going. I wasn't going to let that game fall. I wasn't going to fall that behind the game because I understand at that age, I saw for what it is. It's stages to this game. I had to stand up for my future. I had to stand up to to get that game. My mama couldn't give me the game that was going to be out in the street. And if you're growing up in the city of Chicago, everybody in the room know you got to get outside. You got to get outside. You got to get amongst your peers. You have to. Especially if you're going to school with them, you got to learn how to flow with them. Could you imagine that when I went outside and I went up in CVS high school? If I don't go outside I don't become a better basketball player. If I don't go outside I don't become a better football player. If I don't go outside I don't know what it really feel like. To compete against somebody. Because when you out there in the neighborhood. And y'all getting them races going. You understand what it is to need to win. And not only the need to win. But to put that energy in to win. When you racing against somebody. When you wrestling against somebody. When you slap boxing against somebody. When you playing tag football against somebody. When you playing quarters against somebody. The street teach you how to compete, you know, so it's like, it's stages to this, y'all. It's stages to this game, and you got to be willing to work with yourself and prepare yourself and stand up for yourself. You got to be willing to do that. You, you got to be willing to fight for your life. You got to be able to fight, be willing to fight for your future. If you're not willing to fight for your future, then you're not operating in the natural progression of things. Just like that baby knows that it's time to stand up. If you're not fighting for your future, that means you are you are falling behind. You like me in the house at 13 years old and I ain't been outside. Could y'all imagine being 13 years old and ain't been outside to kick it on the block with the homies ever? You ain't never walked to the corner store to get no chips? You 13 years old about to go to high school and you ain't even comfortable in your own neighborhood? Give me a break. That's not a good beginning to your high school years, y'all. Period. Period. Brothers and sisters, just like a baby knows it's time to stand up based on how they feel it on the inside, because naturally they feel it. What you feeling, family? What you giving your energy to, family? Where's your energy going to, family? Is your energy going to disbelief and doubt in self? Is your energy going into believe in everybody and everything that everything on the outside of you? Everybody that's on the outside of you, are you a leader? Are you finding yourself running behind people because of the type of gym shoes they wear, the way they dress? Just because somebody dressed nice, that don't mean that's the cat you need to be running behind, period. One day, family, if you ain't dressed extra crispy right now, family, trust me and believe one day you will be able to dress extra crispy. Because right now, you're building your life to have a future that you want to have where you're able to go shopping and get yourself all the drip. With that, please believe that. That's why education is important. Education puts you in position to get to where you want to go and to help you achieve what it is you want to achieve. Period. Education will put you in a position to where you live in the way you want to live. I mean, we're talking about education. We're talking about power. I don't see how people don't like school. I don't see how people don't like school, family, and I ain't acting like, you know, you got to go to Harvard. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't saying that to your family. You know what I'm saying is ain't nothing wrong with education. Education is power. Education is power because education can transform your life. You know, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, brothers and sisters, we believe dope gang can change your life. What in God's name can education do? I mean, for real. If we think sticking up people can can empower and change your life, what we think education can do? You know, we think jiggaloing it it, it can, can empower your life. What 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 can education do? If we think game banking empower your life, what what in God's name can education do? Somebody tell me, family man. We need to stop running from the resources. You understand me? We sitting up here worried about, well, you know, ain't, ain't enough money over here. Ain't enough money over here. You know, we always talk about what we don't get, but hey, dog, gonna, do we have a computer lab in here or not? How many computers we got working? Three? Well, let's rock on with three of them and let's make a difference instead of sitting around at the campfire crying because we got 400 kids and only three working computers. Yeah, it's something to be upset about, but what? can we do with it what can we do to change that what can we do to impact that scenario what can we do about it what can we do about it can't we all organize and get out a computer company let them know we're a school we got this program we want to start doing and we want to know will y'all provide us some sponsorship i mean are you even writing the letter are you even thinking about writing a letter as a school Are you even thinking about it? Do we got a group of teachers that, you know, just burning up the scholarship in the in the grant trail? I ain't saying one or two teachers. Imagine if all the teachers say, you know what? I'll take a night. I'll write them up. You know, somebody will find them. Then, you know, we'll write them. I mean, it's a way around this thing now, y'all. But just like that, baby, you got to naturally know it's time. You got to naturally know that it's time to stand up. You know, we, man, I was thinking about it the other day, man. I've been making this statement. and You're going to hear me say this statement for years to come, for years to come. I promise you, you are, you know, I I ain't singing. We shall overcome no more family. Let me just say that. I'm not singing. We shall overcome ever again. I will sing it at the, the anniversary of the, the March on this and praise God for grandma's chicken. Yeah. I get down with the we shall overcome then. Right on. But just at the high school assembly, hell no. Hell, we talking about we overcoming. We ain't overcoming nothing, y'all. We ain't overcoming nothing, family. Overcoming is when you are not viewed as equal. Overcoming is when you can't sit at the lunch counter. Overcoming is when you can't sit at the front of the bus. Overcoming is when you can't drink from a certain water fountain. That ain't what we dealing with, y'all. No. That ain't what we dealing with. That's not what we dealing with family. What we dealing with family is recognizing the time to naturally stand up. That's where our focus need to be. That's where I understand the need to be. That's where our energy need to be. If the baby know to naturally, hey man, it's time to stand up. I got to get up off these fours, man, and I got to go get it. If the baby see that. If the baby can feel that, then what can you feel, brother? What can you feel, sister? I'm talking about if the baby knows inside themselves that the time is now. The time is now, y'all. The time is right now. I need to start standing up, man. You know, I need, hey, man, I, I I need to do this. I'm talking about a baby. Can't even talk. Naturally stands up. Brothers and sisters, I ask you, I ask you. Isn't it time for you to naturally to stand up? I'm somebody in your life, family. I'm talking about man. If you don't like where it's at, family, you can do everything about it. If you can choose to go to the street, if you can choose to say you can't read good, if you can choose to believe you can't do math, if you choose to believe that you hate science, then you for doggone show can stand yourself up, naturally, and say I can get better. That's what it is when when we standing up, family. I can get better. I can get better. It's better than going around and crying and blaming it on somebody else, family. You can't you can't blame your outcome on nobody else because that's your outcome that means you have the ability to to decide and create the ending you have the ability to decide and create the outcome yes you do you have the authority when it comes to your life you have the authority to create the outcome all you have to do is naturally stand up or you can stay on all fours the choice is yours The choice is yours. You already know you have the natural ability to stand up. You already know that you already know that you are what they always say, you know, right from wrong. You already know you have the ability to stand up, but you choose to stay on all fours. That's a choice. It's a choice to underachieve. It's a choice to doubt yourself. These are choices. It's a choice to underestimate yourself. It's a choice to be embarrassed because of your neighborhood. It's a choice to believe you're going to always be poor because your mama got you living poor. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. But it's also a choice to stand up. It's also a choice to believe. It's also a choice to get started. It's also a choice to overcome. It's also a choice to stay believing. It's also a choice to stay consistent. It's also a choice to be positive. It's also a choice to be on time. It's also a choice to be loving. It's also a choice to be respectful. It's also a choice to be patient. Naturally. Naturally. Stand up. Naturally. I'm talking about your God given ability to stand to stand up. Your natural ability to stand up. Your natural ability to stand up. If a baby knows when it's time to stand up, a baby. A baby knows when it's naturally time to stand up. You, brother and sister, already know you can stand up. But in some of those areas in your life, you are choosing to still be on all fours. You are choosing to crawl crawl, instead of standing up and moving forward, instead of standing up and walking forward. You are still choosing to be on all fours. And it is your choice to begin to stop being on all fours and to stand up and be and grow and accept. And achieve and be determined to become what it is you choose to become with your life. It is time for us to take a stand when it comes to operating in education and begin to understand that education is power and it has the power to transform your life. This is what we have to begin to take a stand on without question. Without question. Without question, if a baby knows when it's time to stand up and then the next step is to take the first step, then to pick your pace up and learn your balance. Then you walking for the rest of your life. When you take that stand and you stop crawling and it's time for us to walk through life with a different energy, a different belief, a different mindset a different commitment. When we do those things, then we find ourselves building our future. The only way you're going to build the future you want, you're going to have to honor the progression of life. Just like you have to honor the progression of when your baby going to start walking. You have to do that. You have to be patient enough. You have to be committed enough to work each and every day and put brick upon brick You have to be willing to do it. That's the only way that will take place. There's no other way that's going to happen. But first, brothers and sisters, just like that baby, you have to naturally stand up. Peace. I'm your man, Mo Morris, the One Man Army. and Thank you for listening to Hood Radio. I'm your man Mo Morris, the one man army. And thank you for listening to hood radio. Peace. What up Chicago?